Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. I'm Tim Blevins, lead pastor, and I'm honored you have come to join us. To experience our full service or for more information, check out the links in the description. I hope this message ministers to you and helps you find life in Jesus. Happy Easter, church. He is risen. Can you give a clap for our our risen Savior today? Welcome to church. If you're a guest with us today, welcome to Life Church. We're so honored you came to celebrate Easter with us today. If I've never met you, my name is Pastor Tim Blevins, and I'm honored to be here with you, and I'm so glad you came. I want to let you know something. My wife and I and two children, we started Life Church 19 years ago on Easter Sunday. So this is also our anniversary. So happy anniversary, church. So good. Listen, by the way, if you're new to us and you're like, hey, why did we come to the First Baptist Church's Activity Center to see Life Church? You might be confused by that. But the, what's going on is, is we're renovating our brand new facility that's about three miles down Oleander. It's going to be a spectacular auditorium seating 600 people. And to give you a little scope of the size of that, um, we have 400 chairs in here today, so it'll be larger than that. So plenty of room to grow, and we are excited about that with our kids' ministries and offices. Everything will be there for us. We're excited about a fall grand opening at the new location. So let's just give a clap about that. Awesome. Well, if you're also new to us, I want to invite you to come back and be with us. I would love for you to consider making this your home church and be part of our church family. I have never met a strong Christian that isn't connected to a local church body. And so I'd love for you to come and connect here and be part of our church here. Um, in order to help you to have an incentive to come back next week, we're starting a brand new sermon series called FAQs, Frequently Asked Questions. And if you're with us here in January, we asked you on our Connect card to share with me what you want me to preach about coming up after Easter. And, and you answered. And honestly, some of it, I know some of you are playing with me. You had some funny stuff in there. Um, you know, but some of you gave me some difficult topics and some things about the Bible. You like, help me understand what the Bible says about this. And so we kick off that series next week. And so there's no reason for all of us to not be back if you're local. And so we look forward to that. Can I get an amen? Amen. Well, let me pray. Father, thanks for this day. Thank you for Easter. Thank you for Jesus. On Friday, he was crucified. He gave his life for us. Saturday came and Sunday he arose. And we're here to remember, appreciate, and really just to, just to worship Jesus today. I pray this message really connects with our hearts and moves us forward in our walk with you. Let it be that in the name of Jesus. Can I get a great amen, church? Amen. amen. Awesome. Well, listen, my sermon title today is a, a little bit of a, a fun spin on our series. My sermon title is, He Isn't Finished. So Jesus, when he was on the cross, he said, it is finished. But church, he didn't say, I am finished. And there's a big difference there. He didn't say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. And so I believe that he isn't finished 
working on us in our life. And so let me take us back to that moment, though, to get the understanding of it is finished. In the book of John, chapter 19, the Bible says this, that Jesus knew that his mission was now finished. So what was finished? It was his mission. And he said, in, in order to fulfill the scripture, he said, I am thirsty. And a jar of sour wine was sitting there, so they soaked a sponge on it, put a hyssop branch put it on a hyssop branch and held it up to his lips. And when he had tasted it, he said, it is finished. Then he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. If Jesus had said, I am finished, then I believe we would have a completely different Sunday today. If he had said, I am finished, then I think that would have implied in some way that he was defeated. I think it would have implied in some way that he was exhausted and, and that he couldn't go on. But I don't believe that's the way it worked. I believe that when he was on the cross that day, he looked at the mission that he came to do. And I believe that in a, a shout of victory, a shout of triumphant from the cross, he lifted his head and shouted out, it is finished. He had accomplished the work he came to do. Now the Greek language, the original language that we read the text today in English, but it was originally in Greek. The word finished is teleo, which means completed to perfection. And so when Jesus said it is finished, he used that word teleo, that it is completed, it is finished to perfection. When I was thinking about that completed to perfection, my mind wandered over to a picture that I'd seen of the Sistine Chapel where Michelangelo had, had painted this beautiful picture, scenery on the ceiling. And from what I read, it took him four years to, to paint this, this, this amazing creative artwork on the ceiling. The artwork depicts the story of Genesis from the creation of man to the fall of man to the redemption of man. And he had, he had painted that and, and it was said that he used scaffolding and for four years he laid on his back and he, and he just painted that in, in such detail, pouring his heart out and all of his creativity into this work. And at the end of four years, at the, at the end of this masterpiece, it could have been said that he would have said, then it is teleo or it is finished, it is completed to perfection. All that he had dreamed had been brought forth on that ceiling, teleo. Another probably an even more accurate way the word is used, teleo, is when a lender would say to someone who had finally finished paying off a loan, the lender would say, ah, teleo, or he would say, the debt is fully paid to completion. And that's how we understand Christ when he said, it is finished. He is saying that the, the mission was completed. It was finished to perfection. He made a way for salvation by taking away all our sins. It was perfectly well done. The book of Hebrews says it like this in Hebrews 9, 28. It says that Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many. And that's what Christ did. He died on the cross for our sins. 
This was the, the great purpose of God from the beginning of creation to forgive sins and reconcile humanity back to himself to have a relationship back with God. Today in this moment of Easter and potentially there are people here that are in church maybe for the first time and maybe someone invited you. Maybe the, the story of Easter is brand new to you. Maybe the story of of Christ on the cross is brand new to you. And so I wanna just take a moment right now to really articulate in a clear manner what it means when Jesus said it is finished, what it means for you in your life. And I wanna share it like this. Number one, I want you to know that God loves you and he has a wonderful plan for your life. He, he loves you regardless of anything you have ever said or done or acted in any way, he loves you. Now, I know the world tries to tell us that God is not loving, God is mean. The world tries to say that, that even Christians are, are hateful and mean to others. And, and honestly, none of that's true. Granted, Christians don't always live it out perfectly, but, but the Bible teaches us that, that Christ is love, God is love, and that we are to love one another. And, and we do our best at it, but I want you to know that God never fails. He loves us purely. He loves you. And even in a amazing, spectacular way, you need to understand that he has a wonderful plan for your life as well. And the only way to know the wonderful plan that God has for you is to know him personally. But the reality is, number two, that all of humanity has sinned and therefore we're separated from God. It's the, it's the thing that separates us is sin and sin has created this barrier that's between us and a perfect and holy God. And so sin has just become this wall that keeps us from knowing God. And, and I want you to know that in a room here today that, that there isn't a single perfect person in the room and we've all had that sin, we've all had that separation. Uh, this is also a no judgment zone here. And so I want you to know that you can bring your issues to God here and, and we're not gonna judge you. I hope you won't because I want you to know that even your pastor is not a perfect person and I don't wanna be judged either because I know God's still working on me as well and I'm so grateful for the cross that has given me forgiveness in my life as well. Can I get an amen? But I want you to know that number three, that Jesus Christ is the only way to be forgiven and saved from our sins. There is no other way. There is no other religion. There is no other works that you can do. There isn't, you can't, in other words, you can't pray enough and, and try to act good enough. God made a plan for us and the plan was through Jesus Christ. The plan was for him to die for our sins. The plan was for him to, to go to a cross and to take the sins of humanity, to take my sin and your sin upon himself. He paid the punishment that I deserved. He paid the punishment that you deserve. See, all sin has to be punished, and so it's punished. And when it was punished upon him, then we were free from that sin and that punishment. And so God made a way for us. And Jesus took upon himself what he didn't deserve and what you and I deserved so that we can be free from that condemnation of our sin. Leads me to the last thought, though. And number four is we must place our faith in Jesus Christ as Savior in order to receive the gift of salvation and know God's wonderful plan for our life. And it's, there's, there's a decision moment in all of our life. Listen, your mama can't do it for you. Your daddy can't do it for you. Only you can make a decision whether or not you choose to follow Jesus Christ and believe in him as your Lord and Savior. And at the end of the service today, I'll give you an opportunity to say, yes, I believe in Jesus as my Savior. 
And it would be my honor that on Easter Sunday to hear the story that you'd made a decision that on this day, on Easter Sunday, 2023, that your life was turned around and back to God through Jesus Christ. But you need to know that Jesus came and he came and he finished his mission for you and for me. And that's what he came to do. And, and he did it perfectly. He did it completely. And he did it forever. And that's why Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Meaning that all from generation to generation, we can look back and know that he did that for us. Amen, church. But listen, I want you to know that Jesus' life didn't finish there. He didn't end on the cross. He died but the Bible teaches us that he rose back to life again. He isn't finished, church. Amen. The Bible teaches us in all four gospels about the resurrection story. And we know that on Friday that we, we look back at Good Friday, which is the day that he was crucified on the cross. And Saturday came and Sunday morning, which we're here to look back on and remember the story of Easter. So in the book of Mark, I'll read it to you. It says, Saturday evening when the Sabbath ended, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Salome, went out and they purchased burial spices so they could anoint Jesus' body. Very early on Sunday morning, just at sunrise, they went to the tomb. Now they were expecting, you know, Jesus to still be dead. And they were said, but on the way they were asking, who's going to roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? But as they arrived, they looked and they saw that the stone, which, had, which was very large, had already been rolled aside. When they entered the tomb, they saw a young man who was an angel and he was clothed in a white robe and he was sitting on the right side. And the women were shocked, as you can imagine. And the angel said, don't be alarmed. He said, you are looking for Jesus who was crucified, but he isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Hallelujah. That's why we're here today. That's Easter right there. The resurrection proves he isn't finished. If he had been finished, if he'd have said, I am finished, then he would still be in a tomb. He would still be in a grave. But Jesus wasn't defeated. He is alive. God from heaven raised him back to life three days after his crucifixion. Crucifixion. So if Christ hadn't risen, then sin and death, they would have won. They would have defeated him. But we know today that, that our Jesus is victorious and, and he won the battle and he is our savior. Without the resurrection, though, there would be no savior. The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians 15, it says that if Christ had not been raised, like if that had never happened, if he had just died on the cross, if he had said, I am finished, if that would have been his, his statement, if none of that had happened, your faith would be futile, it says. Like what would you have hope in? Like you would have hope in just another man, not a, not a, a savior. Your sins would not have been forgiven. They would have just been by someone who was martyred, but we didn't need a martyr, we needed a savior. And he died and he rose again. And because of that, Paul, when he wrote Corinthians, he said, your, your faith would be futile because your sins would still exist. You would still be living in your sin. But he came back to life. Praise God, he came back to life. He rose from the grave. The Bible teaches us that hundreds of people saw him. The disciples, they were struggling to believe, but when they saw him and they ate dinner with him and Thomas touched his scars, he believed and they believed. And I want you to know that Jesus isn't finished making believers. 
He's still making believers today. And I'm grateful that he made a believer out of me and he's making a believer out of you today. The resurrection also proves God's power. Sin couldn't stop him, church. Death couldn't hold him. Satan couldn't defeat him. Amen? God's power is stronger than all. And I love the fact that because he rose him from the grave, he demonstrated the greatest power, the greatest miracle of all, which means that if he can do that, then he can come to our rescue in any area we need in our life. He's not powerless for you today. Listen, he's not finished demonstrating his power on the earth today. He's not dead, he's alive, and, and he wants to be part of our life today. I want you to know in, in the book of Philippians, the Apostle Paul said it like this, and I love what he said. He said, I want to know Christ. And he said, I want to know Christ and experience his mighty power. Listen, I'm gonna say it just like Paul because I don't wanna just read about Paul experiencing it and I don't wanna just hear about someone else experiencing it. I want to know Christ and I want to experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I need his power in my life. I need him to strengthen my life. I need him to heal my body. I need him to, to empower me for what he has for my calling in life. I need him today. Listen, his power is not limited. His power can do it. It is finished on the cross, but he isn't finished today. He has the power to restore marriages. Maybe you're here today and your, your marriage is, is struggling. I want you to know that through Jesus and if you apply his biblical principles, he can restore your marriage. He has the power to break generational issues. So often we live out the same issues and problems that our previous generation had. And you seem to be doomed to live like them, but I want you to know by the power of Jesus, you can break off those generational curses and those generational sins and you can live a brand new life. Amen. He has the power to do that. He has the power to help all of you mamas and daddies raise your children in a very difficult culture right now. Listen, if you're a parent, you need Jesus right now. Now, I know we've joked and said you need Jesus just to go to Walmart, but I want you to know in a real way, you need Jesus to help raise children today. You need wisdom that can only come from him. And he has the power. You're not limited. You have the unlimited power of God to help you. He has the power to turn your life around. He has the power to help you. Some of you are headed in a, in a wrong direction in life. Some of you are headed towards a life of more pain and more misery because of the, the things that are happening inside of you. And I want you to know that he has the power. If you would turn to him, he will turn your life around and he will help you live that wonderful purpose he has for your life. That's the power of our Savior. When you read in the Bible through the New Testament and you read the stories of Jesus, and you read the story of Jesus where he turned water into wine, he fed 5,000 with just a few fish and a few loaves of bread. You, you read the story where he raised from the dead and he, he you know, healed the sick and, and you read those stories. 
And so we might think, well, that was then. But listen, I want to remind you that was then, it was finished, but he isn't finished. Everything that you read about in the New Testament, he can still do today. Listen, he has all the power today that he had then. He isn't finished in your life. Everything Jesus has ever done, he can still do today. And that's why we, we love to quote this scripture, but it's so true that all things are possible for those who believe because he has the power and the resurrection proves that power. Also, we need to know that the resurrection proves God's power to fulfill his promises. The resurrection is evidence of God fulfilling promises. You can study and research the Old Testament prophecies from thousands of years before his birth and it prophesies about a coming savior and, and in Jesus Christ, over 300 prophecies were fulfilled. Jesus told his disciples and others that, that he would die and he would then be resurrected back to life and he made the promise that he would come back and, and he did it. And so the resurrection proves God's power to fulfill his promises. And so I want you to know that whatever's going on in your life, he has a promise of life for you. He has a promise of, of hope for you. He has a promise of his power coming to help you. And he can fulfill every promise. He fulfilled them then, he fulfills them today. And that's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians, this is New Testament, this is after, after his resurrection, the Bible says, for all of God's promises have been fulfilled in Christ. With a resounding yes, and through Christ our amen. And so what that means that whatever you need in your life, there is a resounding yes and amen because he can fulfill the promises. And if God raised him from the dead and proved it that he is alive, he isn't finished and he has the power to do it, he fulfill every promise in your life. He will not fail you, church. And that's why I'm here to declare to you that it is finished. On the cross, he paid for our sins and gave us a way to the Father. But I also want you to know that he isn't finished today. He still saves the lost. He still heals the sick. He still delivers from addictions. He still hears our prayers today. He still provides for our needs. He still helps us when we can't help ourselves. He still strengthens us when we are weak. He still comforts the hurting. He still gives hope to the hopeless. Praise God. He still leads his church today. He still destroys the work of the enemy. He still has power and authority over all. He still has compassion for the poor. He is still a friend to the saint today. He still loves the world. He still is the light of the world and the greatest threat to evil and darkness. He still rules from the heavens. He still judges the wicked. He still separates the righteous from the unrighteous. He still causes rain to come and, and quench our dry and weary souls. He still leads his people. He still guides us. 
He still does miracles today. He still does miracles today. And church, I want you to know, he moves mountains. And right here, right now at Life Church, Easter 2023, Jesus still deserves all of our praise because he isn't finished. Can you stand to your feet today? Can you join me in five seconds of giving praise to Jesus? He still is alive. He still moves. He still heals. He still delivers. He still comforts his people. Come on, church. Let's give him a great praise in the house. It is finished. Sin, death, finished on the cross. But he isn't finished with me. I still need a savior. Every day I need Jesus. I go to him for prayer. He answers my prayers. I need strength, I need help. I need to be a better husband, a better father. I go to him. He hears me, he answers my prayers. Everything I need, I find in him. He isn't finished with me and church. He isn't finished with you either. Now, some of us are like myself. God has a lot of work to finish us. He won't get there until we get to heaven. But he's not finished with you. And what I want to do today, right now in this moment, is to give you an opportunity to respond to Jesus not being finished with you. And if you've never met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then he's not finished. He wants to begin with you. And so I don't know your situation. I don't know how you got here, but I know this, that Jesus loves you and God has a wonderful plan for your life. And he's calling you to receive him and believe in him as your Lord and Savior today. And so we have prayer leaders that are gonna be on the side of the auditorium and we're gonna do this just slightly different than how we normally do it. Normally I have you raise your hand today on Easter. I'm gonna ask you if you wanna say yes to Jesus Christ, you can go to one of those prayer leaders. And if those prayer leaders go ahead and go to the sides, it'd be great. But you can go to one of them and say, today I wanna make a decision to follow Jesus. Also, you may need a miracle today. I can't think of a, a better day to go ask and have prayer for a miracle. We're here to celebrate the amazing resurrection of Jesus Christ and the same power that raised Christ from the dead is here available for us today. And so if you need a miracle, go to one of our prayer leaders and ask them to pray for you. And last, we have communion that's in the back corners. And on Easter, it's a wonderful, perfect time to remember Christ at the cross and to just say thank you and have a, a moment of personal worship and our worship team is going to take us back into worship. And if you go to prayer, great. I wouldn't recommend go get your communion and come back to your seat and stand and worship with us. And one thing I'm going to ask is don't leave. Don't miss this last part of the service. This is where you have your moment with Christ today. Make it personal. Father, thank you for this room. Thank you for the people. Thank you that Jesus isn't finished. And I pray for those who have never made a decision to follow you, that you give them the courage to step to the side and let someone pray with them. For those that need miracles, this is a moment, God. Do your work.
And Lord, for all of us as we go to communion, God, we want to make it special because we love you and we're so thankful. In Jesus' name, you may go.